Hello, and you're listening to What the Dev. I'm your host today, Christina Cardoza, and we have two very special guests with us today. David Rubenstein, our Chief Operating Officer at D2 Emerge and Editor-in-Chief of SD Times, and Dave Lyman, our President, CEO, and Publisher. Thanks for joining me today. I, uh, I'm sure our listeners are probably wondering why I decided to get my bosses on my <laughs> on our podcast. This better work out good for you, I'm telling you. But we are celebrating our 20th issue of SC Times this month. If you guys haven't had a chance to go look at it, go to our website. But I thought it'd be interesting to talk to them a little bit because Dave Rubenstein, you've been here the entire time. You were one of the first hires of SC Times. Employee number two. And uh, Dave so, Lyman, you've, you've been here quite a long time too, came just a little bit after Dave Rubenstein. Yeah, yes. So Rubenstein, you started out as a sports writer. Mm. That's what you went to School of Journalism for and what you exactly. set out to do. And you were even still doing sports writing right before starting at SC Times, right? That is correct. So why come to a software development publishing company that is completely different from from sports. Did you know software development? No, no, I really knew nothing uh, about computers. I really only got my first computer in 1994. So, and that was only because we had a baby and everybody said, oh, she has to have a computer. She can play all the games and learn, have these learning programs. So we got one, but I wasn't particularly interested in, in any way. Um, but, uh, yeah, through a friend of a friend, somebody knew somebody and said, Hey, I know this guy was starting a newspaper. Why don't you go talk to him? So I did just kind of on a lark, you know, just cause the friend wouldn't stop, uh, annoying me until <laughs> I went basically. So I did and met Ted Barr, who was the founder of BZ media and the first publisher of SD times. And, um, he's, a you know, if you know, Ted, he's just a, a talker. And, uh, and a salesman. And so it wasn't really an interview. It was more like a pitch. He like, and it was like over two hours that I sat in this office in Oyster Bay above a hardware store. And he was explaining to me um, all the great things that were going to happen. And uh, he's really, uh, you know, I, I wrote in my uh, column in the issue that it was almost like sitting down with Charles Manson and except without the blood, of course, and, and the killing. <laughs> but um, he just has that kind of personality that's so magnetic that you just, OK, I'll go. You know, I'm in. You know, so that's really how it all happened. And thank goodness his partner, Alan Zajcek, who was the original editor of uh, SD Times and a, and a brilliant guy. Uh, basically, every day I was on the phone with him for about seven hours a day going. So how does this work? People actually have to write software. How do you do that? And he kind of walked me through all of it. And got me to a level of competency where we could start to publish the newspaper. And, you know, I've been learning ever since, and it's been a fun ride. It's funny that you mentioned, make fun of Ted a little bit, that your interview was so long. My interview with you was actually a couple of hours long also. That my Is that husband, true? My husband, wow. my fiance at the time, was like texting me about to call like the cops or something because wow. he thought something had happened. But I was like, I'm just in an interview. Wow, really? But I must have learned that from Ted. And look how it worked out for both of us, right? <laughs> what more could you ask for? You've been here a while yourself. When did you start? Uh, seven years ago. Wow. Yeah, so Great. not quite as seasoned. I've, mm. It's been changing a lot since I've joined. You know, we had that old, old website that we revamped and we've revamped That's a couple right. of times going through our own digital transformations. But right. That's right. It's been, it's been a fun ride. You know, you mentioned in your column that 
software development is always changing. Sports, you were kind of writing the same thing. It wasn't different. And we get to learn something new every day. Lyman, you um, came in just a little bit after the company started going, but you did have a, a technology background, correct? No, you know, a little bit. I I was uh, I was actually just reminiscing with, uh, so I'm, I, I'll take a step back for a minute. My, my wife and I met uh, when we were in college at UMass and I was always fascinated at, by, you know, technology at that point. Computers were obviously around uh, back in the, in the mid nineties, but um, I think it was like 93 and I was sitting with her in a computer lab in, in the basement of the, uh, the business school at UMass Amherst. They just instituted like a, a email on campus and the computers had like a, a very limited browsing ability on, on, you know, different networks. And I said to her, I was like, this, this internet thing, this is going to be big. <laughs> and she laughed at me, she laughed at me and said, you're, you're crazy. I don't know what you're talking about. So I've always been fascinated by technology and what, you know, how it's, how it's changed over the years. But, but yes, Christina, I, I did prior to joining BZ Media at the time, uh, which was SD Times um, back in, I think it was 06 or, or the end of 05, 2005. I worked for a, a different publishing company working with on uh, two different magazines, Enterprise Architect and Java Pro magazine. So uh, that's when there were many magazines around and they were, uh, and the ones that we were had at, over at that previous company were focused on, or they're very topical focused. Yes, there's not that many uh, magazines around for this certain topic. We've seemed to come on top and continue going. So what, what do you think is special about SC Times? Why have we beaten the rest of the magazines so far? You know, it's funny that you say that. I think back to when we started, I think the first, there was this, uh, I don't know, some company that used to keep track of uh, circulation of magazines. Uh, I guess it was BPA, some auditing BPA. company or something like that. Yeah, it was BPA. And the first one came out and we were like 33rd out of 33 magazines in this space. And then we like made our way up to 18 and we kept slowly climbing up the list. And every time we passed another magazine, we'd pop a cork on a champagne bottle. Ted had a collection of corks that all had the dates that we would pass these other magazines. And uh, so that was always the goal was to be number one. And now since pretty much every other one's gone away, I think we can safely say we're number one. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's good. I don't know if it's, that's the same thing as being like uh, the last company that made buggy whips when automobiles came around. Uh, but uh, uh, I think we have a very loyal uh, reader base. Uh, we hear from our subscribers all the time uh, and they just keep loving the magazine. And there's just something about having a physical magazine in your hand that I think people really, uh, really like. And, uh, you know, it's curated information. It's not just coming at them out of their computer screen nonstop all day long, this bombardment of information uh, where they can just take a break when they want to and sit down. And, you know, we, we give people what we feel they need to know and some things that they didn't know that they needed to know. And um, so uh, that's that's always been, I think, our strength that uh, we do good journalism and we tell good stories. And, and I think that's what people are interested in. So I think that's why we're still able to uh, to keep going. Plus the fact that, you know, I've been dipped in ink for 30 years. So, you know, it's going to be, they're going to have to pull it out of my cold, dead hands. 
you know, one of the things that's really made us uh, stand out from the crowd is that we we give software development professionals the big picture. Focusing on one specific topic is great when you need it you know, answers on for that specific topic. And we, we do have a lot of different topics that we cover, but we've been able to adapt because it's software development times. We continually adapt the content based on which topics are important to software development professionals. And I think that that's one of the, the key things that's, you know, helped make us successful over the years. Right. Like Corba magazine probably wouldn't do well today, but because we're, you know, broad-based across all topics and not just, you know, fixated on one technology, as things have grown and evolved and uh, changed, we've been able to adopt and change with them. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. That reminds me, I used to work also on a, a, another magazine called XML magazine. How about that? Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> still useful, still relevant, but probably not enough to sustain a magazine. Right. But we you know we do so much more than the, the magazine now. It's nice to have that that print. You know, we love going to ship, um, you know, getting everything out and laying it all out. But we still have the website. We've been doing our podcast that you guys are listening to. We've digitally transformed Absolutely. ourselves as well. So, you know, we're, we listen to the market and we change also. But you always say, you know, when we started, you guys started 20 years ago. You couldn't even imagine you would write what you are writing today. That's right. What were you writing about when you first started back then? What were some of the first um, stories you got into? Wow, that's really interesting. I mean, most of it, a lot of it was um, about Sun Microsystems, which of course no longer exists, but they were the keepers, uh, creators and keepers of Java. And so it was always, um, and you had other companies that were doing it as well, Oracle, IBM, some others. And uh, they were always like, well, we'll, uh, cooperate on the standard, but compete on the implementation. So there was a lot of these kinds of wars. You had companies that don't even exist. And we had companies that were selling IDEs, for instance, you know, and really clearly, you know, there were just a few standing today that everybody uses and pretty much GitHub has cleared out that whole, that whole market. Application Uh, servers were big for a while too, Dave. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, it was it was the very beginning, but I I was just looking at the first issue not long ago, and um, there was a story on uh, it, it was as a service, you know, and it was like wow, we were talking about as a service in 2000, you know, APIs and things like that. So uh, so that was laying kind of the foundation for a lot of what we've you know evolved into today. But uh, yeah, it was really really interesting, and to have been able to watch it change over these 20 years. It's just been super fascinating. And uh, we've gotten to talk to a a lot of really smart people over the years. uh, And it's just been good. It's been interesting and and a lot of fun. And hopefully, you know, our readers still think that what we're doing is interesting and fun. So yeah, being around, you know, 20 years, you've seen a lot of changes in the software development industry. I'm sure there's been, there was Waterfall, then there's Agile, we have DevOps, we have the cloud, microservices. Mm -hmm. What has been, do you think, you know, the biggest change in the software development world since you've been writing or since SE Times has been around? Yeah, well, it would be the Internet, you know, and just making everything available to everybody. And it just uh, democratized so many things. Uh, The other big thing I would say is that just uh, uh, when I started, actually, the first conference I ever went to was uh, Linux World which was really 
the open source conference. And I had only worked here two months and they sent me to this conference and I really didn't understand a lot about it. But what I did notice is that everybody there was like a hobbyist or a maker and it was a lot of tie dye. You didn't see business people there. Uh, it was just people who were kind of uh, almost like uh, in a dystopian world, the people who were living underground. So they are off the grid and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I was like, what did you send me this for? This has no no business involved around it. But now you go to, you know, the uh, open source conferences and it's all the businessmen and the CEOs and suits and ties. And and I guess you could say that open source kind of has won the war over proprietary oh, yeah. software or is certainly on a par with it, if not ahead of it. And that's certainly been a been a huge story also. And that's really probably been responsible for a lot of the upheaval in, in the uh, the markets around software development, which is why you don't have so many you know, proprietary things for sale and that there are a lot of now companies are forming around open source projects. And so it's like, okay, we'll keep this, we'll be the keepers and make it available for everybody, but there'll be add-ons that we'll put on and then you'll pay for those, you know? So it's kind of, kind of been interesting that way. What do you think is going on in the software development world today now? What are, what are some of the things that we're writing about or we're looking to cover that the software development industry really is, you know, trending towards? Yeah, I think it's kind of the things we've been writing about uh, DevOps and, uh, of course, now value stream is a big uh, topic that everybody's talking about. The thing that's interesting about it is how you're seeing uh, software move from being just technology that supports business or, uh, you know, is, is its own world as it's now really the mainstream part of every business. As they say, software is eating the world and every company is a software company. But that's really true, and and it's become uh, to the point where you can't develop software without having input from the business side and from your customers and from every stakeholder that has some some stake in in the software. So uh, that's been uh, that's been a big change, mm -hmm. and and that's where people are going. They the the whole world is going to be digital real soon. I mean, most of it is already. Um, and, and now people are starting to understand that, wow, this is key to my business. This is not just some support backend support system uh, or a place to keep data, but actually this is what's going to drive my business forward, which of course is the whole digital transformation you've been talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, going you know further with digital transformation, Lyman, you're not really too much on the writing side of things. I guess if we were to describe ourselves as a software development team, me and Dave are mostly on the front end and then Dave and Lyman, you both are on sort of the back end, figuring out how everything works and all the kinks of the website. How has the digital transformation hit you guys as a business? That, that's a great question. I mean, I think we're, for our own business, you know, how we do things on the back end, and we used to, if, if you compare like a, you know, the monolith application style to you know, a microservice based sort of loosely connected or whatever, you know, loosely coupled services, you know, all interacting with each other. You know, we've sort of moved to that with um, with a lot of the things that we do between podcasts and and webinars and, you know, uh, connecting our database for premium subscribers to to the website so that when they come, they can they can view the articles without having to sign in all the time. You know, it's, there's a, there's a lot of backend pieces that are, that are really important for usability. 
And, you know, there's certain vendors that are really good at, at doing certain pieces of it. And we've sort of adapted to that, that model, if that makes sense. So what would you say are your guys' vision for the next 20 years? Where do you think we're going? We're going to be in virtual reality? <laughs> I have my eye on a nursing home. <laughs> so uh, 20 years, that's probably where I'll be. But I'm hopefully still reading SD Times. Um, no, it, it, you know, as we said, I mean, this this industry changes so much that I really can't say where we're what we're going to be writing about and what we'll be talking about in 20 years. I hope uh, we're still going strong in 20 years. That would be awesome. Um, well, I but, think uh, yeah. whatever we're writing about, it's uh, I, I can't even imagine if somebody's going to have a chip in their head and not even have to carry a phone to read it. I mean, I, I don't know where those kinds of things are going to go. There's no question that software developers are going to be even more important. You know, each year we move forward in this in oh, this digital world. You know, so we're all just going to become a bunch of chatbots, and <laughs> we're going to have the magazine automated yeah. in a couple of years. We just sit back and spell check. Well, I'll probably just use an avatar of my 35-year-old self when I when I look good. Now, of course, I'm like Dorian Gray, you know. But uh, so that'll be that'll be fun. You know, the, what makes life difficult, it seems, for software development professionals is the is trying to keep up. And what we offer at at SD Times is a is a look at the big picture and what's happening and what it means and you know how you can help your organization move forward and and develop software faster and, and better. And, and so we're gonna to continue to bring you the big picture. And, and I invite you to contribute to the direction of some of the, the content in the future. And specifically right now in the near future, we're, we're running a subscriber survey that will help us determine some of the topics that we continue to discuss on a, on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. So if you go right to the website, it's at the it's a, on the right hand side and there's a link to it there. So we'd love to hear from you and, and participate in the survey and um, look forward to the next 20 years. Well, thanks. Uh, thank you guys so much for taking the time out to go on the podcast, entertaining me a little bit and letting our listeners know sort of how the, the sausage is made over here. Yeah, exactly. So. Good. Well, always a pleasure to talk to you, Christina. Thanks. And Christina. you too, Dave. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> okay. Bye everybody.